Hey, it's Robert. Our next shows will take place on Tuesday, the 12th of September at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego and Wednesday, the 20th of September at Bumpport Theater in Denver. The theme will be space. We'll actually be celebrating our second anniversary in San Diego and would love nothing more than for you and all of your buddies to join us. So please spread the word. Next storyteller. All right, next storyteller. This next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Welcome to the Narrator's Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrator's, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. Today we'll hear from first-time storyteller Sarah Goltz. Told on the theme of crossing over, Sarah talks about a time when she unknowingly witnessed a monumental crossing. This story was recorded live on the 8th of August, 2017 at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego. All right, well, thank you guys for having me. It's very, very sweet. Um, this is my first story. This is the first time I've ever been in front of a mic without a PowerPoint. So next, next slide, please. Um, it's our mom's birthday. So I wanted to tell a story about her and how amazing she is in the world. So our mom and dads were hippie professionals in the mid 70s and early 80s. And they wanted to do everything they could to help us have a wonderful family life. And that included welcoming somebody into our family who took care of us every day from the time we were young kids. There was a woman named Alicia who was born in Colombia and orphaned at a very, very young age. At seven years, she was taken to an orphanage in the mountains of Colombia. And she had a younger sister and an older sister. And her older sister ended up adopting her younger sister and taking her younger sister with her to Mexico. And Alicia lived at the orphanage until she was 21 years old and then she made her way to uh, Mexico City and then eventually to Tijuana and then eventually to San Diego where my mom connected with her by finding an index card with a brief description of herself in the Safeway on Washington Street. So she joined our family when I was two months old and my brother was 20 months, 20 months old. And she took care of us, she played with us, she was the only person I could ever get to pick me up at nursery school with all of my stuffies organized perfectly in a radio flyer. So she couldn't be more dear to us and she had her sister still living in Mexico and she would, every couple years, take about a month or two to visit her sister in Mexico. And I always knew she'd come back. She often made a point of coming back around my birthday. One year she traveled during the summer. It was the summer of 1983. And she'd been gone a long time. And whenever she left, we really felt it in our family. And we waited for her news. And then finally one day the phone rang and I could hear her voice, her distant voice on the other end of the line. And I could see my mom look sort of concerned my mom usually has a really soft face, but when she gets concerned, it gets kind of angular, and her face sort of dropped, and I could hear Alicia talking and my mom asking a few questions, and then there was an arrangement that Alicia would call a few days later, and my mom was waiting for that call. And this time, it was my mom who was the talker, and Alicia was listening, and I could hear her sort of agree to what my mom was saying, and so my mom was proposing something, and that next morning she told us that we were going to go pick up Alicia. 
And I was thrilled. In fact, Alicia used to live around here in North Park, and often we would travel east to pick her up and bring her back to our home. But this morning, we got on the five, and we passed downtown in our metallic blue Subaru, and we passed downtown, and we passed the Coronado Bridge, and then we passed the shipyards, and I remember my eyes sort of tracking the, the paint on the side of the highway. It was just like, foom, 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 foom. And I felt like my mom and I in the car were getting just sort of sucked down this freeway, and we were going to parts of town I'd never really seen before. And I just remembered this tracking, like, where are we going? Why are we going so far? And eventually, we passed under this, this sort of structure I'd never seen before that had the words Mixi written on it, and we shot into this world that I'd never seen before. All of a sudden, I looked to my sharp right, and there were guys drinking bottles of Pepsi and eating tacos on the other side of a fence. There were cars everywhere. There were rebar. There was orange buildings and lavender buildings. I thought, oh my God, finally beautiful colored houses. And there were just, there were, there were people everywhere. There were cars and trucks. There was a, a, a donkey painted like a zebra. I mean, I, I just couldn't even believe my eyes. I'd never seen anything like this world. I wasn't in San Diego anymore. Eventually, my mom navigated her way through a couple of circles, I, you know, kind of like turning in the cars. My mom flew around these circles, and we, we got into this mall, and I was like, whew, something familiar. It kind of looked like um, Mission Valley, the Bullocks that used to be down there. There was a, a, a store called Dorian's, and she said, this is where we're going to meet Alicia. And I thought, oh, wonderful. Finally, we're going to get to see her. And we parked the car, and I just sort of started scanning the parking lot for this woman who I had been close to my entire life. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't place her anywhere. I, I knew I'd feel her in my body when I saw her, but I just I couldn't, I couldn't find her. And then all of a sudden, one minute, please. There was this woman that had dyed her hair platinum blonde. She looked nothing like Alicia, who had beautiful brown hair. And she said, Mommy, soy yo! And I ran up to her and hugged her, and I couldn't believe my mom hugged her. And she had these two suitcases in tow. We put the suitcases in the car, and my mom started to feel a little anxious around the edges. And she said, you know, we're, we're here in Mexico. I love... Mexican rolls. So before we go home, we're going to stop off at a bakery, and you can go in and choose the rolls you want before we head home. So I said, okay, I'd never been to a Mexican bakery before, and they gave me this huge tin plate, and I got to go around and choose all the sweets and the bolillos. I mean, it was like, they were bright red ones and pink ones, and I could see my mom and Alicia talking in the corner. So I walked up to them with this huge plate of breads, and my mom paid for them, and she said, well, let's do it. So we got again in this very beachy, metallic blue Subaru, Alicia in front, me in back, and somehow my mom found her way back into that straw that pulled us back towards the border. And finally we were in this big set of lanes, maybe 15 lanes, I'd never seen anything like it. There were priests and people selling velvet Elvis paintings. And I remember my mom saying to Alicia, 
Alicia, when we, when we get to the border, there's going to be somebody at a kiosk, and that person's going to ask you what your citizenship is. And I need you to say American. She's like, no problem, mommy. America. She said, no, 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 American. Okay, Barrita. America. This happened no less than 67 times as we approached the border, car by car by car. About three cars before we finally got to the kiosk. My mom said, well, let's do it. She looked at Alicia. Alicia looked at her. And the steadiness came over the car. My mom rolled forward to the border guard. And he said, hi, how you ladies doing today? My mom said, just fine. And he said to her, ma'am, is everyone in the car from the United States? And she said, yes, we are. And we pulled the car slowly across the border. First gear, second gear, third gear, fourth gear. My mom went, woo! We did it! Alicia started to cry. My mom started to cry. I had no idea what had just happened. And we brought Alicia back. My mom drove her back home. And about 12 years later, she got her citizenship. And she went everywhere she wanted to go. She went to Spain. She went back across the border to Mexico. And she lived the fullest of lives until about four years ago when she passed away here in San Diego. And my brother and I spent the last few days of her life with her, playing, singing Spanish songs. He even read the Bible to her in Spanish. And we were with her when she made her final crossing. Thank you. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our assistant producer is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. A very special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Illegal Pete's, Sexy Pizza, From the Hip Photo, and Renegade Brewing Company. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And join us at one of our live monthly shows, which take place every second Tuesday of the month at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, California, and every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Both shows start at 8 p.m. and are always free to attend. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, and for past episodes, photos from our live shows, and a list of our upcoming events and themes, please visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.